Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everybody. How are you all doing? I hope that you are happy and healthy and making some time each day to take steps down your path. Maybe that's meditating or doing yoga or taking some time to focus on a particular chakra that needs a little attention. Maybe that's listening to this podcast and doing some self-reflection. Whatever it is, remembering why you started on this path can be a great motivator to keep going. Even when you have struggles, knowing why the journey matters to you can give you the strength to keep it up. Before we get too far into it today, I wanted to let you know that I'm running my free seven-day chakra manifestation course again starting on June 13th. That's a Sunday. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, it starts in about a week. It's a free course that you can sign up for on the website, yourchakracoach.com. We go through each chakra in detail about how to really use your energy to start creating the kind of life you want to live and move you toward your highest self. It's a pretty intensive course, but you're welcome to take as much or as little of the information that you like. Again, it's totally free. You just need to sign up on the website. Now, I know we're in the middle of a series on food for the chakras, and I promise to get back into it next week, but an opportunity to share something with you came up, and I couldn't resist. Our little show has grown so much in the past year and a half, and I, I couldn't be more grateful to all of you for listening each week. One of the questions I hear most often is about where to get a basic understanding of the chakras. I hear from beginners all the time who want to learn more and don't know where to start. Now, in the early days of the show, I did a basics series that is really helpful, but I've been thinking that it would be really nice to have an intro to the chakras episode with all seven chakras in one place. And then a few weeks ago, I had the great fortune to be a guest on another podcast called Hello Next Level. The hosts, Taylor and Kirsten, asked me to come on their show and do a beginner's guide to the chakras. It was a really fun interview and we were able to really explore some practical aspects of the chakras that even those of you with experience in this kind of work will find interesting. Uh, Taylor and Kirsten are interested in personal growth and development, just like we are. So they had a lot of really good questions about how to incorporate this work into their lives, even without a ton of knowledge. So I'd like to introduce you to the Hello Next Level podcast and a beginner's guide to the chakras. All right. Okay. You good? Yep. All right. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Hello Next Level. Um, Today we're recording episode 21 
And we have a really exciting guest on. Her name is Sarah Bright. And um, we are talking with her about chakras and all things in the chakra world. Um, So Sarah um, has been a certified personal trainer, nutritionist, and group fitness instructor for nearly two decades. Um, She also has a podcast called Your Chakra Coach, um, which personally I checked out right before recording. And um, I feel like I'm already learning a ton. So I'm excited to keep listening. Um, Her podcast blends ancient info about our energy system with modern physiology and psychology. Um, And it kind of started as a show about physical health, but with everything that happened in 2020, um, it kind of gave a lot of space for the mental and emotional health side of things, which I know both of us really like. Um, And so the show has kind of grown into an exploration of how the chakra system can be used to improve physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self to become the best version of yourself. Um, and another cool thing is that she is publishing her first book in fall. So with all of that, welcome Sarah. And thank you for being on here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Of course. We're super, super excited. Um, yeah, we're super excited to, um, be speaking about chakras with you and, um, it's kind of, a bit of an educational topic for us too. I think both of us know the probably bare basics of the topic, Mm -hmm. um, but we're really excited to kind of dive a little bit deeper into everything with you. So yeah. Yeah. I I actually was going to clarify, how do you say it? Cause I've heard it said so many different ways, like chakras, chakras. Yes. So (laughs) I for like a million years said chakra, chakra, chakra. And then I went to, within one like month long period, I went to two different Sanskrit workshops and the leaders of those workshops were like, it's chakra. Okay. I was like, okay, sorry. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) It's received. That's right. Got it. And so um, that was, I don't know, several years ago now. So I I went through a transition period where I remembered (laughs) to say chakra sometimes and sometimes slipped back into chakra. Um, Quite honestly, I don't think that the chakras themselves care one way or the other. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I do think you'll hear it both ways. Um, And I guess, you know, I mean, there's so many words that we pronounce multiple ways. So maybe it's okay, or maybe it's not. I am no Sanskrit expert, but the, the experts that I know now said it's chakra. Okay. Good to know. We'll go with that. <laughs> now you can seem really smart when you go to your next chakra workshop <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> or your next Sanskrit workshop. That's awesome. Um, so I think, uh, if you don't mind, if we could just kind of like break down for a second, what, um, I guess what you would use like the chakra system for mainly, um, just kind of for the, the people who might be super, super new to this. I'm just curious what you have to say about that. Sure. So the, the, the chakra system is sort of, um, a methodology, or you could think of it as a philosophy. It's was created thousands of years ago and is a way 
that people of that time, before we had internal imaging machines, no x-rays, MRIs, even not a lot of internal medicine, organized the um, interaction between our physical body and the energetic world. Um, when we talk about the chakra system a lot, we're talking about the seven main chakras. And I'm guessing that's probably what we'll talk about most today. Yeah. But there are people that say there are 80 chakras or 150 chakras. So maybe we won't go through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Save ourselves some time. But essentially, it's a way of, of organizing your energy system and your physical body. Uh, you can think of them as almost gateways, the, the place where the, the membrane or the veil between your physical body and your energetic body is thinner, right? That's the place where they start to affect each other. And I think most people would agree that our physical body and our energetic body, whether that's emotions or your mental state or your belief system, tend to affect each other quite a bit, right? Your emotional mm -hmm. state has a very strong effect on your body. And then when your body feels good and is healthy, you can feel mentally stronger as well. You know, not necessarily, but they do help one another out, right? A win one mm -hmm. place is a win in other places. And the chakra is a great way to sort of hit all aspects, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects of the self. Okay. So hopefully that sort of answered your question. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think that's actually interesting to hear because I feel like personally, I've always, um, I think I've felt like a really strong bond between like the energy that I'm feeling that day and how I feel physically. But I think I always, um, I don't know, I guess the word that I put to it was like intuitive or like intuition, not really, I guess not really knowing much about the chakra system specifically. Um, so it, it was interesting to hear that because I feel like there's like a system and a word that I could put to that now. It is. It's a very, it's very organized. It's very yeah. methodical, which really appealed to the science side of my brain when I first started learning about the system. And it just sort of made intuitive sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with using the word intuition. That's part of the chakra system. That's part of the combination, the blending of your mind and body. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that you mentioned the, like that it appeals to the science side of your brain too, because I think that a lot of the time, um, cause we've, we've spoken about, or we will speak about, um, like manifestation and things of that nature, which I, I know you're doing a series on right now. I think, right. Your manifestation yep, stuff. just wrapped it up. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but I think that sometimes when we're talking about those things, we make sure to, um, point out like, Hey, if you're not super keen on all this woo woo stuff, like here's how it makes more sense scientifically, or like, um, makes more sense in your brain, like rather than your feelings or your body. Um, so I just, I like that you pointed that out. Cause I feel like we always feel like we need a little bit of a disclaimer almost like, Hey, this might not be for you or sound like it, it could be for you, but it might be in like a sciencey way. So I like that. Yeah. And honestly, not everything is for everybody and that's okay. When you find something that resonates you with you, go with it. And if it doesn't, like we say in yoga, take what serves you, leave the rest. Love that. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a great sort of philosophy. So if you're listening and you're like chakras, 
that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, well, check out the podcast next week. I won't be here. We'll talk about something else. <laughs> but, uh, but if it does resonate with you or parts of it resonate with you, you can take what does, what helps you, what moves you forward in your life mm-hmm. and use that. It's yeah. a very forgiving system. I like that a lot. And it kind of goes to like, I think, I feel like it points to almost all things in like mental, emotional type health and development and stuff. Like there's so many, there's a million and one ways to improve your mental health or your physical health or your emotional health, your spiritual health, all this stuff. And the reason that there is, is just because of that, because not everything's going to work for everybody. And so you just have to find something that will. 100%. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, I hope you don't mind, but Sarah, I have a question for you. I love questions. So, <laughs> all right. So I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of things of like your chakras being imbalanced or blocked. And I was wondering, could you give us an example of like how someone might be able to tell and kind of like what what we should be doing about it or if that's even a thing? Absolutely. So there's a lot of different ways that people um, talk about the chakra system and people will say, oh, I, my chakras are blocked. Oh, my chakras are closed or they're too open. Uh, my preferred terms are balanced and imbalanced. Okay. And partly for, for me, that's because I think everybody's energy system is slightly different and everybody's energy system is different day to day. And some days I might need a little bit more activity in my solar plexus chakra. Some days I might need a little bit more in my third eye. Some days I might need a little bit more in my heart. So the idea is to have a steady flow of energy. I sometimes will liken it to um, traffic, like a, a road, a big road. And if you think of the chakra as a stoplight, you know, if, so if there's an accident there and there's a lot of congestion, it's just harder for the traffic to get through. It isn't that the the road is closed or it doesn't work or it's completely blocked forever and ever. That's just it. Mm-hmm. It just means that it needs a little attention. Maybe you need somebody to get in there and kind of direct traffic and figure out what's happened. And then your energy can flow. Again, we think about the energetic channels, specifically root to crown with the chakra system. Mm-hmm. So that's why I use the term balance and imbalance. Um, I also think that we don't, as a society, put a lot of judgment on the term balance or imbalance. Oh, I lost my balance. Well, nobody thinks you're a bad person if you lost your balance, (laughs) right? Like, and that's okay. We don't, there doesn't need to be a moral judgment if one day I'm just not quite feeling it in my sacral chakra, right? It's okay. So that's sort of um, how I like to think of it. But again, if you, some people really do feel blocked, right? Like nothing is happening in certain chakras and if that's how you feel then in that term helps you to Mm -hmm. think of it truly as I'm going to spend a month unblocking this then go for it um so there I think you can use a lot of the terms I also really like the terms excessive and efficient Mm -hmm. which do sound kind of (laughs) aggressive but (laughs) if you think of the the energy channel top to bottom you could have a lot happening, say in your third eye, or a lot happening in your heart, and then not so much happening in other places. Where so you'd think I've got a lot of energy building up here, and I don't have a lot of energy building up here. 
And then the idea of, again, we'd go back to the concept of balance. Well, maybe I would feel better. Maybe I would make better choices in my life. Maybe I would feel calmer and more peaceful if I had a little bit more of a balanced energy, if each of the chakras had a little bit, mm. it was a little bit more level set with the mm-hmm. others. And that's never going to happen because we're human beings, right? It's never going to be perfect. The moment that your chakras are perfectly balanced, something's going to happen. Probably that you're thinking you're perfectly balanced and all of a sudden you're <laughs> out of balance again. It's a journey. It's a lifelong process. And so there's a lot of room to to use the different terms that feel good to you at the time. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, I guess we were kind of, we kind of dove past this, but can we stop for a second and kind of like list out what, I think there's seven of them if I'm correct or, you know, unless there's also yeah. 80, but um, just kind of like list out <laughs> like a brief, a yeah, a mil- we're going to list out a million of them and what their function is. <laughs> yeah. Everybody get comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, but if we could just 24 hour episode. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway. For sure. So we'll yeah, we'll go through this. We'll go through what are generally considered the seven main chakras. Um, the first one, and just generally, we tend to start at the bottom. Uh, not always, but generally that's where we start. So we start with the root chakra, and that's located at the very base of your spine. It is responsible for, on a physical level, your lower body, um, legs, feet, uh, sense of grounding. Energetically, it's primarily responsible for your sense of safety and security in the world. It governs your right. We talk about each chakra having a basic right. These are Mm -hmm. cosmic rights, not governmental rights. These are, they're not even really human rights, but they are, but they're, they're bigger than that. They're universal rights. And the root chakra governs your right to be, to be here on the planet, to be your authentic self, to be who you are. You have the right to be that person and it cannot be taken away from you. When that chakra is out of balance, you might not feel that. Or if you are, if you grew up in an unsafe environment, or you currently are in an insecure environment, whether that's physical safety or food insecurity or anything like that, that can knock that chakra out of balance. Um, so that's sort of an overview of the, the root chakra. And then we move up to the sacral chakra, which is located about give or take two inches below your belly button. I try not to get too hung up on exactly where it is because I think it's going to feel a little different to everybody, but it is responsible for reproductive organs. Um, That's going to be the uterus and the ovaries in women, the testes in men, and hormonal uh, production in that area. It is responsible for your right or it governs your right to feel. That is to have independent emotions that are yours and yours alone, that you can process appropriately, that are unburdened by societal expectations. It is your right to feel how you feel and own that rather than how you should feel 
somebody says, oh, you should feel thus and such way, right? This Mm -hmm. is is the Mm -hmm. energy center that says you can feel how you feel, whatever that is. When we move up to the solar plexus chakra, that's about two inches above your navel, kind of right in that space where your ribs separate a little bit. And that's responsible for digestion, metabolism, the adrenal glands. So stress hormones are kind of created in this area. So when this one is out of balance and it's out of balance in a lot of people, we feel very stressed and very anxious. Uh, digestion and metabolism. We talk about the the inner fire. That's what, that's the solar plexus chakra. Mm. And it is responsible for your right to act in your own best interest. And a lot of people always ask me, isn't that selfish to just act in my own best interest? And I kind of get where people are coming from. Nobody wants to be selfish. Everybody wants to do what's right. Mm -hmm. But if we all are in fact working toward our highest good, our highest good cannot be separated from the highest good of the universe. So sometimes what your highest good is, is going to be to give to others. That will Mm -hmm. be your highest good. Being Mm -hmm. Working in your highest good is not always about taking. In Mm -hmm. fact, I think a lot of times it's not about taking. And as you're building up your energetic chain, if you believe in your authentic right to be here and on the planet and you believe in your right to feel and you believe in your right to connect with others in appropriate ways, by the time you get to taking an action, you are supported by all of these really solid qualities that will encourage you to act in a way that contributes to the universe as opposed to detracts from it. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. Super powerful. It, it's really powerful, but we can lose that, right? We think that we are responsible for acting in a way that others want us to, or that making sacrifices that aren't right for us, for other people. But in the mm-hmm. end, a lot of times I find with my clients and just people that I work with, that if you are acting not in your best interest, you are in ways taking away from other people's best interests. It's very interesting how that all works together. Mm-hmm. It's like a the people pleaser kind oh. of thing, yeah. <laughs> which yes. we are both guilty of. <laughs> Every We all are. And I think particularly as women, we get very subverted mm-hmm. in the sacral chakra and the solar plexus chakra because of the expectations. You should not feel angry or frustrated. You should only have nice emotions, whatever those are. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> but yeah, like you shouldn't, little girls should just always be nice. You know, where and on the, on the flip side, little boys sh- can be angry and frustrated, but they should mm-hmm. never be sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. They should never be soft. And it's not, it's not great either way. Yeah. These are not, these are not great things contributing to the world that we, I think, want to live in, which is a world that's a little bit kinder and a little bit more peaceful, both Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. inside and outside of us as individuals. So, but yeah, absolutely. We get caught up in the idea of what we should be doing, how we should behave, and we lose this right to act on our own behalf then we move up to the heart, which is exactly where it sounds like it is. It's right (laughs) at your heart. Um, 
And the heart is responsible for not just your heart, but some portions of the lungs and arms. Uh, so kind of the, the upper torso area, upper back. Um, respiratory issues. And unsurprisingly, the heart chakra governs your right to love and be loved. And in a way that serves you, in a way that feels good to you. Uh, lots of people, again, particularly women, that's primarily who I work with. Lots of women give a ton of love and even when a ton of love is coming back at them, they have a lot of trouble accepting it. Mm. A lot of trouble opening themselves to receiving that love. And so mm. I work a lot with people in that realm. You know, they say, oh, I'm a very loving person. Like, I believe you. I believe that you are. How are you at accepting the love that other people are giving to you? That can be very hard because that's a very vulnerable place if you allow someone to love you it can feel very scary mm -hmm. so a balanced heart chakra helps us learn how to accept that love the heart chakra also acts as kind of a, a balance point between the upper chakras and the lower chakras but also your outer world and your inner world right so when this is clogged up and it gets clogged up a lot because it's it's hard out there. It's hard <laughs> to live in the world. It's being a human being is not easy. So this can get sort of, uh, I, get, I don't really want to say blocked, but it can get confused, right? Do I put out? Do I take in, you know, up or lower? It's very, very challenging. So working on finding balance in this heart chakra is particularly important. And everybody deserves to feel love and to give love. And it doesn't, I don't mean romantic love, although that can certainly be part of it, but platonic love between friends, between uh, parents and children and your pets, anything, right? We have, we have this capacity to love that is unmatched and we're not using it. Mm -hmm. And if we think of the vibration of the universe as being love, this is the chakra that helps us match that vibration and feel at harmony and at peace with the universe. Mm. So moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving uh, all of these. <laughs> I was gonna say, how are we, how are we doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm just kind of like, okay, all right, listening, yeah. taking like, it, I'm taking like it I'm in. absorbing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. I haven't lost you. <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. Fantastic. So then we move up throat chakra. It's in your throat. Super simple. Mm -hmm. This chakra is responsible for your vocal cords, for your neck, but also for your ears and your jaw and mouth, because it's the whole communication package. It is your right to speak and to be heard. And I, you mentioned earlier that I have a podcast of my own. I had this the idea for this podcast in my head for two years, two years, but I was like, oh, no, I don't, no one cares what I have to say. Oh, I, I don't deserve to be heard, right? That was all right here. It mm. took so long for me to clear this out. And 
the idea that everybody has something valuable to contribute is caught right in here, right? The, you can speak, you can be heard, you can be listened to. What you have to say, what you have to give to the world is important and the universe needs it. It's also the one of the primary chakras for manifesting. You, you know how people always say, oh, if you're going to do something, well, now I have to do it. I said it out loud. Yeah. That's exactly what that. Mm-hmm. Is. I like that. Right. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to start a podcast. Well, I guess I have to. I said it out loud. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so now people expect it. I spoke it into the universe. Yeah. Um, and to be understood. Right. And part of that is learning to use your throat chakra, learning to use that energy that that builds up there. Um, we talk sometimes about paired chakras and the throat chakra and the sacral chakra are paired. So sometimes um, imbalances in one effect affect the other. And so a lot of people I find have imbalances in both of those and they can't get their feelings out. Mm-hmm. They have all of these feelings, but they can't express them or they can't express them in a way that makes them feel heard and understood. And that's, there are very simple exercises. They're simple to execute. It's hard to convince yourself to do them, but (laughs) just loosen that up and get your, get your message out there. It's also responsible for your right to hear, but also we have a responsibility to hear, to listen to others. This can't all be a, it can't all be pushing energy out of your throat. We also need part of the balance is pulling that energy in and hearing what's being said and listening and understanding. And once again, the reason we start at the bottom is because if you get balanced from the root to the sacral chakra to the solar plexus in your heart, then you have the energetic foundation to accept that, support it, process it, and communicate it back out into the world, right? So this is the throat chakra. It can get to be a big mess there, but when it's balanced, it's just so beautiful and so Mm -hmm. important, I think, um, for everyone, but women, young women need to come into that right much earlier in life, much earlier in life. And I think it's getting better, but it's not there yet. And, you know, we got to keep working on it, making sure that we're letting people know that that is their universal right. Next up. (laughs) Third eye. Third eye is kind of this cyclops eye. It's like right between your brows, slightly above your brow. And that is like you were talking earlier, Taylor, that's where your intuition lies. Uh, mm-hmm. It's responsible for the pineal gland or pineal gland. That's another one of those words that you hear, <laughs> right? <you> know, <laughs> 10 yep. different ways. So I just say both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's responsible for your intuition and parts of your brain um, and your eyes. It's, it's vision. It's literally vision, third eye. It isn't necessarily seeing the outer world but it can be, it can be about helping you see reality. So much of what we look at and see as reality is actually just a story that we're telling ourselves, just uh, thoughts that we had that might not even be true anymore. Mm -hmm. People tend to have a lot of those about who they are, right? And they say, they say, oh, I'm, you know, oh, I'm not, okay, personal story. I was terribly awkward and very weak and tiny as a child and was never athletic, couldn't do sports, just so uncoordinated. It was a, it was a nightmare. Like it was, I couldn't walk without falling over. Um, and then 
I went into personal training and teaching group fitness. And now I exercise and teach exercise and things like that for a living. But I had this story running in my head for 15 years that I wasn't athletic. And people would be like, how can you possibly say that? Well, look at what you do. I'm like, oh no, I'm not. I, I, I'm not athletic. I don't do that. <laughs> and it made no sense. And anybody looking at the reality of the situation could mm-hmm. see that that was true, but I couldn't see it about myself. And so it took a lot of like opening my eye, eyes and eye to the new reality that I'd created. Mm-hmm. And so much of the time we get cling to these stories that we've told ourselves about who we are and who we're going to be and the things that we can and can't do. And the third eye helps us see beyond that. It helps us see the new reality that we live in, but it also helps us see the reality that we could be a part of, that we could create for ourselves. We can say, this is the reality of now, but the reality that I want is something else. And it, the third eye is helpful for imagination. So much of the time, grownups lose their imagination because they got a mortgage to pay and kids to take care of and jobs to go to or whatever it is that they're mm-hmm. doing that's the, that makes them a grown up. Um, makes them grumpy. And, then they, and they're grumpy. <laughs> yeah. And they're grumpy because they don't like it because none of it is what they had thought was going to happen in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, but they lose sight of the fact that it doesn't have to be like that, right? That, that the thoughts that you have today are what create your reality tomorrow. Yep. And so if you can open your imagination today, who knows what a year from now could be, right? But that starts now, right? You have to open your, you have to open your third eye. You have to open that imagination, let the energy flow in there. You know, kids never worry about that, right? <laughs> They're like, today I'm a tree. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like you're not a tree <laughs> what? like so what if they're not actually a tree who cares they're, they're practicing letting that that energy flow through there so that they eventually can create a reality and probably they won't create a reality where they're a tree but maybe they're going to create a reality where they're a firefighter or a prima ballerina or whatever it is that they're imagining or a podcaster yeah. whatever <laughs> imagining right and I think about kids today like young kids today some of them are going to have jobs that don't exist now so why would we hold people back from imagining Mm -hmm. we don't even know what's what's possible so if they say I'm gonna be uh, a singer songwriter in space don't say no you don't know (laughs) who knows right I can't even I can't even think of like a job like that could exist because I can't my yeah. imagination doesn't open to it, right? Like, we need kids. It's like, so. it's like trying to think of a color that like, like, you know, it exists like for like someone or something, but you like can't, there's not a name for it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, trying to imagine a color you've never seen before. <laughs> That's so hard. It makes me upset. Like sometimes <laughs> I'll just sit there and I'll be like, come on, like let's it's think right of a there. new color. <laughs> That's like my, I think this is my favorite chakra so far that you've talked to I feel like I as you were talking about it I had all these feelings and I just like Mm -hmm. I just want to hear more (laughs) because I think yeah I feel like Kirsten and I have these conversations like almost daily and so do um my partner and I as well just like about 
like the future and what we want to be and what we want to do and all these things. And I, I don't know. Now you have me thinking about like my, what, what I don't want, what did I want to be when I was a kid? Like I wanted to be a vet or a lawyer or whatever. And just like, you have my head spinning (laughs) with that one. Yeah. It's good stuff. And it is, it's intuition, right? It's your right to see. It's your right to see the path that you want to take, right? You have, Mm -hmm. you have the choice and you have a right to, to see that. And that's, that's what we want up there, which is very connected both in physical proximity, um, but also in function to the crown chakra, which is right at the top of your head. I always like to imagine the crown chakra as being sort of half in my body and half out of my body. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a visual that helps me because it is the, it is the chakra that connects us to the universe. Uh, If you've ever had a burst of inspiration, and you're just like, where'd that idea come from? <laughs> right? I like to think of that as just because there's a little portal open on the top of my head that's just letting downloads from the universe come into my and come into my body. So that's responsible for uh, a, another portion of your brain. It's also highly related to sleep. People with a lot of sleep dysfunctions tend to have crown chakra issues. Okay. Yeah. So we're sort of back to the, the sciencey bit of Mm -hmm. that but uh, yeah crown chakra third eye people that have anxious running thoughts if you've ever awakened in the night and then spent the next four hours yeah right (laughs) spend the next four hours awake that's this that's this energy up here it gets Mm -hmm. it can get energy can get really caught up in these two chakras and kind of just run in circles all night long um Mm. and so in that particular case as far as uh healing that or balancing it, we try to draw some of that energy down. Usually that's a function of not having quite enough of that energy, right? All of this mm. is happening up here. We want to draw it down a little bit into the mm-hmm. lower chakras. So yeah, um, that's a big one. Anxiety, racing thoughts, sleepless mm-hmm. nights for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, and the crown chakra is your right to know. You have a right to know what your highest self is, where your highest self wants to leave you. To lead you, you have a right to to follow that path. And so that's sort of the bottom up. And it also works top down because energy mm. goes both ways. This is not a one-way energy channel. So I feel like that was a million hours on your question, <laughs> Kristen, but I hope that sort no. of got to you. Oh, that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, right. Yeah. And I think that'll be super helpful to our listeners as well. Cause awesome. I mean, I kind of like as far as I know, like I can picture like the, you know, how they have the diagrams and then like it's labeled, but like, I never really fully understood like what each kind of rules or like functions as, or like has to do with. So that was Mm -hmm. super helpful. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I really, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I need to like get in tune with all these chakras and like, (laughs) like take, (laughs) take a minute and like, I don't know, I guess associate the things that I do or think like in my daily life, like, okay, what is this chakra? Like, get, I guess, get myself more, um, like introduce myself to my chakras essentially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if someone's kind of feeling that like imbalance within them, within themselves, or how would you kind of like guide someone into kind of knowing which 
chakra they need to work on or chakra whatever whatever um and kind of what steps would you take to rebalance things yeah so if any of those things we just talked about sort of resonated as something that you either know you struggle with most people have do have somewhat of a sense as they mm-hmm. hear about each one like i'm going to assume both of you were like yep that's me yep yeah. that's me. <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> or even i do that well right i do mm. i am very good at a lot of people are very good at feeling their emotions and identifying them and they feel really good in their sacral chakra but then they get up into their throat chakra and maybe they have trouble speaking to them. So they, you know, you kind of get a sense if you are, most people, if they're drawn to chakra work are also fairly able to identify their own blockages. When I do my coaching, I will do like a very step-by-step and deep dive into each one with people to sort of really understand what's happening, but you can do it from just a general sense right? Mm -hmm. If you know that you are feeling, you have insecurity, bad insecurity about yourself, you may know that your root chakra needs some attention. If Mm -hmm. you know that you have trouble uh, accepting people into your life or making, you know, loving connections, you may know that your heart chakra needs a little attention. And there are yoga poses and breath work associated with each one. And you can do meditations for each one. But the great news is because all of that is energy and the chakras are energy and really at like the quantum level, everything is energy. If you just close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and put your concentration on the area that feels maybe a little bit low energy to you, you are automatically drawing energy to it. Or people that have um, excessive anger, perhaps, right? Like, I don't want to say like rage issues, but you know, they're just really frustrated because things aren't going right. You may have extra energy in your solar plexus. Well, you can sit quietly for a moment, breathe and imagine it relaxing. And that is the easiest and also extremely effective way to start creating balance in yourself. You don't need anything fancy to do it. There are plenty of tools that you could get if you wanted people love crystals i mean i love crystals they're pretty and (laughs) um they're super great you know to uh, uh, hold one while you meditate on a particular chakra and it's great as a focus point right keeps you reminds you you can carry it with you all day i'm going to carry this heart chakra this green color or this rose quartz with me all day and it's going to remind me to focus on my heart chakra great. Mm-hmm. You've done it. You, your work, you're doing energy work. Great. Mm-hmm. Or I bought some tea the other day. And so when I sit down to think about, you know, I'm going to work with somebody on their, on their uh, third eye chakra, I'll drink some third eye tea to get myself really in tune. So there are all kinds of tools you can use if you want to, but the great news is it's most effective if you learn to do it yourself, right? Guided meditations are phenomenal. And there's a billion free ones out there. Um, if you want to go on to any of the meditation apps or my podcast, I put meditations out there. All kind, There's all kinds of ways to get meditations. Um, and that's a terrific way to start working on balance. And then you can get more involved if you want to. 
But I always suggest people just kind of start with a little bit of concentration, a little bit of attention, a little bit of self-work. Journaling, one of my absolute favorites. Yes. (laughs) I will put out like, I have an entire thing that's just journal prompts for each chakra. So if you're thinking, oh, my, I feel like my roots, I'm like, I have seven pages for you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this thing. So I'll be checking that out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of ways to um, start the chakra work. I think people don't start sometimes because they it feels like there's so much out there. It gets very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just like, oh my gosh, if I don't have the exact right tools or wear the right colors or I'm not sitting in the proper lotus pose or using yeah. the right mudra, then I just can't do it. And that's not, that's not true. That's not yeah. Happening. Um, I feel like that, um, that applies to so many things. Like most of the time, it's just like, just start. That's like how you, that's how mm -hmm. you begin the whole journey. Like just start, just sit down, give yourself 60 seconds just to think about just your heart chakra or just your third eye, whatever it is, like 60 seconds turns into five minutes, turns into 30, whatever it is. Um, but like, I feel like I've, you know, you hear that about exercise and about meditation and journaling and really anything. You just have to start somewhere and I guess be willing to keep at it and put the time in for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for, yeah, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people too, I mean, it seems kind of overwhelming because if you just do like a Google search on like how to balance my chakras, then it's just like, like mm-hmm. you were saying, Sarah, like, you're not in the right pose. You're not wearing the right colors. You have to eat all these different foods and it just seems super overwhelming. So I like how you put it just, you can do it yourself. You can use any tool that you want and it makes it, I think, more accessible to people and, you know, less overwhelming. And like, you can make it your own practice and however you, however you feel comfortable doing it. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to mess up your chakras. You're not going to break them. You're not going to ruin them. (laughs) They're going to be fine. They were there long before you knew about them. They'll continue to be there long after you're gone. That's, they are a constant. Mm -hmm. It's really, and you know, the farther into it you get, be prepared to find a little bit of discomfort. Um, it can be a little uncomfortable to start delving in and realize, oh, I am truly uncomfortable with, quote, negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something I need to look at. Maybe that's something I need to explore with myself. Maybe I am um, struggling with shame issues, and that's something that I want to work on. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a certain amount of discomfort, I think, that also puts people off, but it doesn't, you don't have to do that until you're ready. And interestingly, the more work you do, the more ready you become and the more you want to do it because you know that through that discomfort is everything you ever wanted. Mm. I love it. It's so (laughs) profound. (laughs) I didn't make that up. That is, I can take no credit for that. (laughs) I love it. Um, I think speaking of like starting your chakra journey and everything, I, I'm curious and I feel like our listeners would be curious as well to hear about how you started your chakra journey a little bit. (laughs) Sure. So, um, 
in my previous life, and I don't mean that literally, I mean like earlier, (laughs) (laughs) I studied acting and theater and I did that professionally for many years. That's how I made my money. And I was at a big conference in Kentucky or Tennessee or North Carolina or somewhere around that area. I don't remember because it was a very long time ago, but there were a bunch of theater companies there that you could audition for and you could get jobs. And there were also all these workshops. And a friend of mine and I were walking through this giant hotel conference back when people used to do giant hotel conferences, you remember. And (laughs) we just walked past a door and there was a sign outside that said something like character development through the chakras. And we were like, whatever, let's just go. So we just went in. I was like 19 years old and I just went in and the woman there, the woman there started describing what I described to you sort of differently, but she was talking about like, as you're creating a character for a play, think about where their energy might be. Like, mm. oh, do they really do they oh. function from the heart or do they function from the solar plexus? Are they really aggressive or are they very like, you know, up in the sky right are they very woo right where are they so where would your energy be and I first of all thought it was just ridiculous I thought the whole thing was ridiculous but I was like oh that's a useful tool I could see I could see using that periodically as I was working on my my characters so I did so I would like come back to it every so often and probably five years after after that I started just really doing some self-evaluation, you know, get to a certain point in your life and you start to kind of reflect on your quarter life crisis. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> your quarter life crisis. And you start really looking at who you are and who you want to be. And to me, this little tool that I've been holding on to, which was the chakra system, started to just keep knocking on my brain door. Like, pay attention. I need, I need your attention. I need your attention. And so finally I was like, fine, let's learn more. So I started learning more and it really started to resonate with life at that time. I was still acting, which was a massive struggle. It's a terrible life choice. It's not really, but it was, it's very hard, right? It's, it's very, there's a lot of pressure. You're just constantly looking for a job. And I, didn't have a lot of inner peace and there's nothing like being judged every single day to make you question your uh, you're too thin you're too fat you're too low you're too pretty like just a number on your your psychology and so I started using the chakras personally to just sort of help me feel a little bit more balanced in my own life, um, which was amazing how quickly it worked, right? It's just breathing and focusing, just using what I remembered from something that I'd done five or six years earlier. Then I needed to make money as well as acting. So I went into personal training and group fitness and exercise, which I think a lot of actors do. And what I started to realize was that the thing that was missing in most people's quest to get fitter and healthier was the emotional and spiritual component. But nobody was paying me for that. 
So I had to keep creating workouts and keep being a personal trainer, but I would start using these tools, you know, like, oh, you say you are, you could never lose weight. Oh, you are never going to be athletic. Is that a story you're telling yourself? So I was like, throw these little things in that I'd used in my own journey to help people with, with their journey. Mm -hmm. And it was remarkably successful. I would have people come in and they would say, I can't work out today. Can we just talk? Uh, I guess, you know, I'm not a a therapist, right? Right. I'm in no way qualified to, to do therapy with you. Um, but anyway, that's sort of how I, I, that's sort of how I got into it. That's sort of how I started using it. And then uh, I just sort of used it for myself and for my clients for several years until, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I started thinking, no, this is really, this is really what I want to be doing. I mean, I still do all of the other stuff for myself and for other people, but what I really want to be doing is working with people more on their energetic channels. How can they, um, how can they blend emotional and mental health with their physical health? Because as we talked about earlier, they're really inseparable. They are not two or three separate things. They are one thing. You have one life, you have one being and this mm. illusion that our mind and our bodies are two separate things uh, is, is holding a lot of people back, I think, from where they really want to be in their lives. Mm-hmm. So now I have branded myself a chakra coach and I use all of my personal training skills and my life coaching skills and my nutrition skills and my chakra skills. And I put it, rolled it all together. And <laughs> here you are, your chakra coach. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I think like a lot of people, when they step into one thing, like one form of self-improvement, I would say, whether it's spiritual, mental, or physical, whatever it, I mean, it, they probably should do it all at once, but I think eventually that you kind of like start to realize, oh, I can improve myself in this area. And then they might step into the next area and then realize like, we need all of them to come together to like fully Mm -hmm. coexist, I guess. Absolutely. And however you get there, right. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You want to use working out as your gateway to the others. Terrific. Some people come at their well-being through meditation or maybe Mm -hmm. through, um, therapy. However, whatever works, right. There is no one right path. There are multiple paths. As long as your path is taking you toward where you want to be, you are on the right path. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, I feel like, well, first I feel like I need to go listen to your entire podcast Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then revisit our manifestation episode and just like have it all in this little bow. I feel like I just need to listen to it all. Um, I'm curious though, like if you want to talk a little bit about, um, the manifestation series that you just wrapped up a little bit, um, not to give it all away or anything without listening to it. But, um, I'm just curious how, um, I guess how you feel like the chakras, you don't have to go through each one, obviously, uh, cause we already did, but, um, how they kind of, um, are involved in the manifestation process, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just do a quick overview. I do manifestation in two ways. I do one where I start at the root and go up. And then I do one where we start at the crown and go down. 
I'll start with the first one because it's a little bit easier to wrap your head around. Um, I, I call it my like manifesting basics and then advanced manifestations. So we won't get mm-hmm. too deep into that other business. But so essentially, if we talk about, if we start manifesting at the root, when you think about what it is that you want in life, whether that's a new job or you want to create a different environment for yourself, whatever it is, the root chakra gives you fear, fear around change. Change is scary. Your lizard brain will tell you every single reason why you can't have it, why you shouldn't even try. And that's fear. And that's in the root chakra. So the first step to manifesting anything is to acknowledge that you're afraid of it, that you are afraid of the very thing you say you want. There's no shame in that. That's just, that's just the way we are. Because if you want something different, it's different and different and scary. Then we move to the sacral chakra. It's going to go in order. Sorry, got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then you go to the sacral chakra. But what we're afraid of is not really fear. What we're afraid of almost always is how it's going to make us feel. If you want to um, start a podcast and you have some fear around that, and then you're like, well, what, if, what am I really afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of being embarrassed if I put something out there and people don't like it. I'm afraid of telling my mom and dad I'm starting a podcast and then failing at it three months later. I'm afraid of spending money on starting a new business. And then I won't have the security that I would have if I had the money. Figure out what it is that you're afraid of feeling and then work on that. If you're afraid of being embarrassed, go ahead and feel embarrassed for a few minutes. Science shows us that a feeling, a a feeling really only lasts 30 to 90 seconds unless you keep feeding it Mm. with your thoughts. (laughs) So set a timer if you must. Give yourself five minutes and like you can't maintain that level of emotion without continuing to feed it. So mm-hmm. go ahead and feel it. That's your sacral chakra. You have your feelings, feel them. Just do it. Then the solar plexus chakra. I always suggest that people at that point take one tiny step. Do something, anything, literally anything at all. If you don't know how to do something, read an article. Dr. Google can help you find the answer to just about anything. Right? Then we have you move to the heart chakra. And at that point, it starts to get more fun because you're no longer being afraid or embarrassed. And the heart chakra, I encourage people to start feeling gratitude for what's coming. And you hear that a lot, that gratitude is the key to creation. And you hear that a lot because it's true. So we start to work on feeling gratitude. And that comes from the heart. And you open your heart to all of the possibilities that are out there in the universe. And then we move up to the throat chakra. At that point, say it out loud. Speak Mm. it into the universe. What can you speak into existence? Almost anything, almost anything. Say it out loud to yourself. You're the most important person in your manifestation process. You know, you can say it to other people for accountability purposes, But in a lot of ways, writing it down, um, but speaking it aloud, getting it out there because sound is vibration and the universe runs on vibrations. I mean, sound is a literal vibration. It's measurable. So you get a, you get a measurable vibration out there into the universe. It's going to change the world. You, you've changed reality by speaking into it. That's literally science. 
<laughs> and then we go up into the third eye. And at that point, I like to encourage people to really start visualizing. What's that going to look like? How's that going to feel? Put some detail to it. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? I don't know what you're manifesting. You know, like <laughs> what, are, what are the senses? What do the senses tell you about that? And how can you create a very clear mental picture? So that's your third eye. Then we get to the crown chakra. And then all that work we did, let it go. Mm -hmm. Detach from the result. Because you're putting it out there. But the universe has a way to get you there. What If it's on your path, if it's truly towards for your highest good, the universe has a way to get you there. But if you get so caught up in how, you cut yourself off to all of the possibilities. Letting it go doesn't mean you don't care. Letting it go doesn't mean you don't want it. Simply means that you trust that the work that you've done on, on yourself, in yourself, and in the world will get you there. And it's very hard. I always tell people you need to know your what and you need to know your why, but you do not need to know your how mm -hmm. to get you where you want to be. So that's sort of the basics, bottom to top manifestation and how you can use the chakras. And as you go through that process, all, I, I make it sound so simple. Oh, and then you get to the heart and you just start feeling gratitude. Check. Um, yeah, uh, it's not like that. It's a little bit more labor intensive, but mm -hmm. the process works every time. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> just manifest, just manifest For it. For real. Wait, yeah. what do you want? Yeah, just, just make it happen. Yep, easy. That's yeah. funny. I feel like I always, I feel like, Cause I've heard that saying before, like speak it into the universe. I use it all the time. I'm pretty sure I've said it on our podcast before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I always jump to that and I'm like, yeah, if I speak it, then it'll, it's there and it'll happen. And like, I can make it happen, which I feel like isn't, isn't always wrong, but then hearing like all these other steps that lead up to like, to speaking it is it's such like vital work. And so I feel like I speak it and I'm like, yeah, like, this is awesome. Totally going to happen. Like just keep working on it. But then like maybe the fear comes back or something or <laughs> um, the fear comes back and then I'm like right back to the bottom all over again, because I just didn't even realize that all these other steps were, I guess not, maybe not necessary, but like they're going to they're going to be the ones that help you get there. So mm -hmm. that's like a, a realization that I had as you were talking about all that stuff. <laughs> it's kind of like if you can say it all you want, but if you don't truly believe that it's already yours, then there's kind of like an imbalance there and like you, you still just don't believe in it. And so how could you let go of the how if you don't even believe you can get the thing that you want? Yeah. And the other thing that people, I think, I hate to call it a mistake, but maybe a misstep, mm -hmm. maybe the, the, a misstep that people take while they're trying to create something new or manifest is, is relying too much on speaking it into the universe. Yeah, extremely powerful, but that's got to be followed up with action. But it's mm -hmm. impossible to take action if you don't have all of those other pieces in place. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's too scary or you're caught up and I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how that goes, how that works or how to do that. Um, 
And it doesn't matter kind of what you're looking to manifest money. How am I going to make more money? How am I going to make more money? You know, that's a huge one. Well, Mm -hmm. how will take care of itself, but we got to get all of those other pieces in place. Yeah, that's, I think that's like usually my main thought when I'm trying to do something and it's, I don't even realize, I don't even think I realized the, I guess the power that that has really. Cause like, I'm always thinking about like, okay, well, how am I going to do this thing? Like, I want to do this now. How am I going to do it? How is it going to happen? How is it going to be accomplished? Um, But I was just never aware of like all these, all this work and all these steps that you had that, that you can do in order to, I guess, put yourself fully into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Getting your whole person, getting your whole self Mm -hmm. involved in the process. Yeah. That's a great Mm -hmm. way to look at it. Just fully involving, immersing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, I think that, I think that was all the questions that I had from my notes. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Kirsten really quick if she has any other questions for you. I think that's good. I was just looking at the time and I'm like, wow, we have been talking for a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy. I feel like I have like, I feel like with everything, every chakra mentioned, like, I feel like I could relate it to something that I've felt before or like a situation I've gone through that was like, oh, well that kind of like messed up my throat chakra for a while. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't think I realized it at the time, like I'm very, just like you said in the very beginning, like, I feel like my emotions and my mentality are super attached to my physical being. And I just never knew what that was. Like, I never knew that those were like my chakras coming out basically. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very excited to explore it further. Like, like after our recording and everything. Yeah. This was super insightful and helpful. And a while ago I had someone do a Reiki session on me, which I had never even heard of before or anything. And she told me that my throat chakra was blocked. And I was afterward, I was kind of like, okay, but like, but what does that what do I do with that like I don't it's blocked what do you mean it's blocked like what am I supposed to do and now I'm like oh my gosh that makes so much sense I know why it was like you know it just yeah you really this was super helpful I really like this episode oh I'm so glad yeah and congratulations I mean you're human you're gonna have all these crazy imbalances and you're gonna think to yourself oh that's I think I tell people, be careful. You're going to think you're taking an abnormal psych class. You're going to be like, wait, am I a sociopath? No, (laughs) (laughs) you're you're just a human being having a human experience and you're going to feel weird at times and things are going to shift and it's, and it's all okay. It's all good and natural and part of being who we are and let's embrace it and not fight it. Mm. And then we can find some peace with it. Yeah, exactly. I love it so much. This has been such a good conversation. <laughs> um, I I also just wanted before we wrap up to give you like the spotlight, I guess. Um, I know we meant, like I mentioned a lot um, introducing you before the episode, but um, I just wanted to like give you a little space to plug anything that you want. If you have anything like besides your podcast that you just want to like put out there for our audience. Um, sure. I mean, I have the podcast. That's your chakra coach. Um, people are welcome to come listen to it. It is all divided essentially by chakra. So if you listen and you were like, well, that was my heart chakra. 
I've heard, I've had people say, oh, I just went through and listened to all of the ones on just the heart chakra. <laughs> like, okay, do it however you want to do it. Um, so that's an easy way to learn a lot of information about each individual chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a website that you can go to. I do have, I do have a free course on chakras for people that are looking for a little bit more um, information, um, particularly as how do chakras relate to the physical body. Mm-hmm. And that's available on my website. It's super easy to just sign up and get access to it. And that's the website is yourchakracoach.com. Okay. Clever and creative, (laughs) I know. Um, But at least you'll remember it. Uh, And so I do have other coaching uh, and courses that people, if they are interested, are more than welcome to check out. But mostly if you're brand new, go to the podcast because there's a lot of good information there um, and some meditations that are Mm -hmm. chakra specific if you want to get if you want to get started on any sort of healing journey, all that information is there for you. Yeah, we will definitely be listening to the podcast and the meditations and we will link everything in the show notes for you guys who want mm-hmm. to check it out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, and we just want to like, thank you again for coming on. It was super fun. I feel like I could talk about this forever now that I actually know, <laughs> now that I actually like know the feelings and like, you know, physical sense that's associated with everyone. I feel like I could just go off on every one of them. So yeah, um, you're just, you're just going to write down all your questions and you'll, you'll <laughs> come back and we'll do the, just like a giant Q and a. Yeah. Yeah. Careful. I have your 24 hour Q and a 24 hour Q and a exactly. So that was my interview with Taylor and Kirsten. They're lovely women who have lots of interesting guests. So if you're looking to expand your podcast listening, check them out. And remember to sign up for the seven-day chakra manifesting course at www.yourchakracoach.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram at the same name. I am looking forward to next week. Everyone take care, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.